The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WINNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And next, we're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head on over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And finally, we're brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is horse racing daily fantasy sports app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with just one entry. Head on over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app. In honor of the Masters, we're giving away a tailor-made driver. Just go to sg.pn slash masters or click the contest link in the SGPN app. Download the SGPN app wherever it is you download apps. Hi ho, Jen Reno. So welcome to a very historic episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 130. I guess that's a historic number. So hooray for us. Um, 130. Let's send this one out to the audience, not you listening. Even though technically every episode goes out to you, lovely people. But this is capital T the capital A audience, which is the name of my 11-year-old son's brand new band that he just joined and they had their first concert yesterday and they ripped through a cover of Sweet Child O Mine by the Guns and the Roses, which was very good. So this goes out to them. And also to you audience also that are listening to this year this year's show. Thank you for coming. I would be your host. My name is Jeff, the last Ninja Fox. Once again, <laughs> thank you for listening to us. Hopefully you are listening to us uh, to us as I stumble my words already. Only a minute in. Hopefully you are listening to us on our dedicated feed, the MMA Gambling Podcast feed. Um, because then you get us in your ear holes or wherever you like to stick us um, as soon as we drop it, like it's hot. So uh, make sure you subscribe to us there. Plus, it makes your numbers look better if people listen to us on that. If you want to listen to us on the SGPN network feed, that's fine, but do both. Listen to us on both, okay? I'm not I'm not greedy. So um, before I introduce my associate co-host, um, just – I don't want everyone to be hard on him. Just anybody who tailed him this past weekend, just remember last summer in the Dana White's Contender Series, okay? Just remember all, <laughs> all, all the fun we had there. Remember all the remember all the good times. <laughs> remember all the good times. I'm sure you made a lot more money off that than, than you lost this weekend, thanks to the man who just spoke. Um, that would be the one, the only, the king of, of make it regional scene picks, Daniel Gumby. Really, hello. Uh- Hey, hey, what's up? So, so let me let me just get in here on this though because it's you're you're right. Like I, I didn't do that well in picks, but tell me if I'm wrong because <laughs> I, I just did like a cursory glance at some of the fights. Some of them I actually watched, by the way. XMMA was a fucking phenomenal card. That was a great fight card. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. No underdogs won. Part of my my bad streak was just that I like picked yes. any underdog. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in the nine fights there was one pick 'em, which I got wrong. And then any underdog I picked was also wrong because every favorite won. Is is that a common thing, Dan, on this scene? You don't make picks for, for these fights very often. I don't know if you bet on them in your personal life. That's, hey, whatever you do in your personal life is, is up to you, Dan. But um, is this a common thing? Underdogs don't I would say, very often? I, I, would, I would say no, not on – I mean, like, a little bit on, like, maybe – Bellator's prelims or some shit like that because they usually have like yeah, badly mismatched yeah they have badly mismatched prelims but like you don't usually see that on cage warriors which usually first of all matches their fights very well um and also it's yep. like hard for for bookmakers to get a good beat on regional fighters because they also are unfamiliar with a lot of these names right like they have to have somebody right. set that line based on what they and a lot of times they set it early and it, it moves wildly because they don't have a good feel on what the public thinks um so yeah usually like you know i think i picked four underdogs in nine fights and, and there was one pick and fight 
usually seeing a 50% turnaround would not be the craziest thing. And I thought I was being, yeah. you know, smart with my spots, but zero underdogs, dude. Although I will say too, the one underdog who almost pulled it out, Francisco Rivera looked so good against John Dotson. I watched none of it, so I'll take your word for it, though. That's good. Yeah, Francis, I, I heard, uh, it's fun to find out Francisco Rivera can still fight. Is that not fun to you? Like, that dude's it so is. No, I agree. five years off. <laughs> yep, I agree. I heard Cage Warriors 136, the second event was an all-time classic. All finishes, uh, I heard on that card. I, I thought see. both. I thought both. <laughs> I thought both of them were good. I thought you were going to add something. I thought both of them no, were I good. Was good. I thought both of them were good. Uh, you know, good. like an all finish card is always good, but like I'll just say this: if you when you turn it tune into a Cage Warriors card, it doesn't matter if it's all finishes or all decisions. Like the people you're watching is the next generation of UFC fight. Like you're going to see five to ten of those guys in the UFC at some point in time, because that's just, like, the level they get. I think somebody, uh, well, it was probably the, the guy who runs Cage Warriors. It was probably Grant Boylan, because I follow him on uh, all kinds yeah. of social media accounts. But um, he posted, like, in the middle of last year, maybe the year before even, that Cage Warriors just cracked their 100th guy who graduated and went to the UFC. And that's not counting you know, like some really phenomenal dudes they've sent to Bellator or some guys who've signed with KFW and never went to the UFC, not because they couldn't, but because they didn't. So like they're constantly churning out amazing talent and like, you know, your favorite fighters fought there. Like, you know, Conor McGregor and Ioanni on Jacek and Michael Bisping and Dan Hardy and like, and if you're a, a fan of European MMA now, Mason Jones and, Patty Pimblett and Molly McCann and like I mean that that event in London the other day we we were like every single fighter on it was a former Cage Warriors champ. Yeah, not Manon Fiero, so not all of her favorite fighters. I understand. Yeah, she she was, a, she was a she was a uh gal along right. with Brave CF, which by the way, Brave CF is is slowly putting together a hell of a promotion too. But uh, this isn't a Brave CF uh, podcast. <laughs> if, if they want to pay us, maybe we should contact Brave CF. Maybe they want us to start a podcast. Is, I, 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 may or, I may or may not know a guy. <laughs> really? It, yeah, it I would know, be in Portuguese. I know a guy right? who uh, – uh, no, they're not Portuguese. They're Jordanian. Jordanian. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I believe they're well, out I of – Yeah, I don't speak any of those Middle Eastern languages either, though, so that may be an issue, but a guy. A guy who uh, is basically the Joe Rogan of Brave CF. Uh, you hear yep. him announce it when he is the owner of the jiu-jitsu gym I go to. Um, oh, really? Yeah, which is a very weird connection. But, yeah, like he's always flying to, like, Slovakia to cover a card and shit like that. Wow. Living the life, the jet side of life. Well, but like Dan said, this isn't a Brave um, FC. It's FC, right? Brave FC. I think it's, yeah. I think it's C. I think it's CF. I think it's CF. It's like like a, French, they do things backwards. Yeah. Like brave CF. This is not a Brave CF podcast, at least not yet. So um, maybe we'll dip into the weekend's action. And Dan will probably want us to dip very quickly into that. Like it's a freezing ice cold water and we'll, we'll jump right back out. And then we'll, to make, make things up for you, Dan's going to give you winners. We're giving you picks. Yes. Sunday, you're not used to getting picks from us, um, except during the contender, Dana White contender series. Um time of the year but no we're going to give you picks we're going to give you picks for lfa coming up on friday um and they're all going to be, he's going to go five and oh or at least four and one in those but before we get to that win bet let me tell you about win bet looking for las vegas style casino fun in the palm of your hand look no further than win bet the premier online casino from the five-star win resorts properties from classic table games to all the best slots thrills and jackpots WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience sign up today and receive 100 percent first match up to 1,000 bucks. WinBet win hour is from 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific time, so that would be what, uh, 5 to 6 in the correct time zone, Eastern. Uh, better prices on select games during that time. Anyone who has the WinBet app is alerted right on the hour. Bet $500 plus on college basketball. Actually, this probably this probably isn't. Is there any other? Are the other tournaments over, Dan, college basketball tournaments? The, the I, win, there's like the, a billion different ones. There's like NIT and the women's the women's finals is happening yeah. uh 22 minutes from the time we're taping right. this ad right now. Um, but the yeah. men's finals is tomorrow. 
Yeah, but this says college basketball Thursday to Sunday. So I think that's probably gone. But anyhow, I'm going to skip that because they didn't update that ad part. You didn't hear it from me, but there's so much to choose from. And all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit WINNBet.com to get started. Here's the fun part. Offers up to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I actually watched some college basketball yesterday for the first time in a long time. You watch everyone's got going away game. I did. Bye bye. Everyone's got weird you, names now. Are you a Duke like, hater? Mm, I like Duke. My friend liked Duke uh, growing up, so I was oh, I was kind of hating on him because of that. Like oh, that good. Was during good. the good. Keep was during that the Hur- the Hurley Leitner those years, and I was into Jason Kidd at Cal and, and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, everyone's got strange names like. Poof and like Leaky and what's with these names? That was kids Le- Leaky have. Leaky Black. Leaky Black. That is my favorite name. That's that's dude. That if he he belongs in MMA. There needs yeah, to be a, exactly. a Leaky Black fighting Johnny Walker tomorrow. <laughs> what's what's Cameron Johnson's little brother's name? Puff is it Puff? Is it I Puff, Puff John- Johnson or something like that? Yeah, that's so good. My Phoenix Suns, uh, Cameron Johnson's little brother's Puff. Yeah, so and. How do these college kids uh, afford all these tattoos, too? Is is my other question. Well, now now they got a lot of money, don't they? Now, like the one, now they got now they got they got uh, and, sponsorship, so you know. Yeah, NILs or whatever, right? So maybe they got it from a tattoo place in town, Chapel maybe. Hill. Tattoos. Also, you didn't you didn't <laughs> mention the best name in college sports, which is Kofi Cockburn. Um, oh yeah, that, yeah, is that the so, the big guy? The big no. guy in Illinois, big guy? Kofi Cockburn. Okay, who's the big guy on? Uh, <laughs> UNC's big guy has an interesting name too. I thought. Wait, are you, are you talking about the dude with um with the ginger beard? No, oh, that guy. That guy's <laughs> that great. Guy, that guy's awesome looking. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of yeah. I is, just, it, is it Armando Backcock? Yes, that's a fantastic <laughs> name. <laughs> Everyone's got amazing names, and they're all interesting looking fellows too. That's yeah. all I have to say. College basketball yeah. rocks, dude. <laughs> I used to love it so much. Now I'm just like I got out of it. Only so much bandwidth bandwidth in my brain for this stuff but i think i'll watch the finals tomorrow what the heck um you know what else i don't have enough bandwidth for golf but a lot of people do love golf and we are giving listen to this we're giving away taylor we have a taylor made driver giveaway going on right now at sgpn in honor of the masters which is coming up this weekend coming up i believe we're giving away a taylor made driver just go to sg.pn slash masters or click the contest link in the sgpn app and you can win yourself a tailor-made driver giveaway. So there you go. Are you a golfer, Dan? Uh, I, th- yesterday, uh, for the you first time for in my whole life, no, uh, I hit at a golf simulator. Um, oh, okay. Is, I've never, which, yeah. I've never it made me, those it, it made me feel a little bit better than golfing because I feel like when I go golfing and I shank something terribly, because I've only been golfing two or three times in my whole life, I feel like when I shank something terribly, like, okay, well, there, I'm out of ball that I paid money for, or rather one of my friends who let me golf with them paid money for, um, and then I feel terrible, um, and I do that 30 or 40 times around. So uh, I always shied away from it because I'm like, I'm just going to break a club or shank seven balls in the woods and then feel bad. Um, but somebody was then like, oh, my little brother's birthday was – Actually, it's in two days. Um, but he was he rented out a place where you could hit on a golf simulator. So I like went and smacked a couple on a golf simulator. I I got a little power nice. in me. No no accuracy, but but power. Nice, good. So you're happy, Gilmer? Were you yelling? Get in your ho- get in your home. Go to your home. I I you didn't yell that because I wasn't I wasn't ever even close to, to a hole. So you weren't potty. No, no. No. Well, I wasn't you, very good you feel, at it. So you feel bad about losing money? Uh, via golf balls you must have felt really bad this past week and then dan ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you lost a lot of fights and you lost a lot of money for our, our fans dan so we're gonna have to make it up for him but um you know cage warriors 135 was the first event that happened did you watch cage warriors 135 dan uh that was friday's event no i missed friday's yeah. event because i was yeah i was busy on that one it, it's a tough time one yeah it wasn't didn't look like it was the most amazing fight car, but anyhow, Matt Bonner, not the not the Red Rocket, he used to play for the Raptors and the Spurs and some other teams. But um, actually, no, you didn't make picks for this fight, so forget that guy. Uh, I want you to talk about Dan screwed up a lot. I lost money for people. Um, here, Federico Pasquale stayed undefeated. He won via TKO elbows. Uh, 
only a couple minutes in the first round. Took care of McBain. So you got that one wrong, Dan. <laughs> great, great job. And then the main event, um, he, he caught another L in the main event. Um, he went with the plus money um, underdog, Daniel Skabinski. He got guillotine choked. Uh, he lasted a little longer than your last pick. He lasted um, 4.54 into the second round. He couldn't last another five, six seconds for you, Dan. No, Justin Berlinson won. And Dan had that one wrong. He could not hold it out another six seconds. Just he had to make you look bad, eh? I will say in this one, I think he would have won if he didn't uh, shoot a sloppy takedown. Um, that's yeah. that's my hot take on this hot, one. Did he? Yeah, yeah, it's classic. Right. You know, shouldn't have done it and did it anyway. Kind of move. Yeah. <laughs> well, no need to dwell on that too much because Dan didn't watch it anyhow. Uh, anyhow, or hey, uh, CES 67, did you watch the title fight, Dan? Yes, I did. Billy, yep. Billy Goff, just like Dan said, wait a minute. No, Dan didn't say this. Dan said Justin Sumter was going to win because Justin Sumter, I probably would have picked him too because he, I like Reed. He's a you know, he had half, Yeah, he's a big dude. <laughs> <laughs> he comes forward. Uh, half a foot of reach, um, but he still caught an L. Dan lost his plus 135 pick there. Um, Billy Goff. TKO, elbows again. The elbows were doing you in, Dan. 2.13 into the second round of their title fight, middleweight title fight. So Billy Goff is the – he's the double champ now, right? He was the guy that was welterweight champ also. Yeah, he, he looks champ. legit. I, I've been sleeping on him. I, I will admit yeah. that. Like, I, he's a guy who, first of all, I didn't actually think he was going to win the welterweight title. And, and I – the guy he was fighting, I'm – I'm even lower on, if possible. He was fighting um, the guy who you thought's name was made up, Gary Balotello Jr. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I thought he was going to. <laughs> yes. And then you tell me, no, he's, a, he's super popular. Yeah, he's so popular in Rhode Island. <laughs> which is. I almost I, went to Rhode Island once, and then we decided, nah, it's too far a drive. Let's just go back to Boston. So we went to I will Boston. tell you, if you're ever near Rhode Island when a CES card is coming out, I will tell you, it's an experience that I think everybody should experience because the Twin River Casino, let me tell you, it's bad. <laughs> Is it? It's, it's Yeah, it's grimy. Uh, so I took my now wife to uh, an event there. It was only the second MMA event she had been to in her whole life. Uh, I took her to World Series of Fighting 5, headlined by Andre Arlovsky. Um, yes, and, I remember. And, yeah, such a good, such a good card. Um Jimmy Rivera was on that card, too. I looked back at it recently. Um, and Ricky Glenn. Uh, but then I took her to a CES card uh, that we we checked out in, in Rhode Island. And beforehand, we were just, like, in the casino. And she was like, so I'm – she was only, like, 20 at the time. She's like, so I haven't ever been in a casino. Are they all like this? And I was like, no. No, they are not. <laughs> like, put out cigarettes everywhere. And, like, <laughs> there's, like, a – a burn in the rug at every five feet or so. It's like, yeah, it's skeevy. <laughs> wow, that's good. And she stayed with you anyhow, Dan. I guess she likes slumming. Yeah, she she likes uh, regional MMA dates. <laughs> Apparent, apparently. That, that's, the, that's the key to her heart. Uh, but she does not like nose hair, we decided, right? Yes. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. It, it was skeevy not, casinos is, is what. <laughs> as long as long as the monster named Gambler doesn't take over her body like it took over Marge's, then then we're cool. That's one of my favorite Simpsons. When Marge was, they got a casino. And Marge got addicted. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and Homer. She also, went, yeah, she yeah. also gets into MMA at a point, does she not? Yeah, she does. Marge yeah. does a lot of everything. Comes back to Simpsons, basically. We say everything comes a, back to Ultra Fighter, but. And there's a, a, a episode where the guy who she's supposed to be with at one point in time, Artie. Um, the, uh, John Lovitz, yes, Artie Ziff. Artie Ziff, yeah, like yeah. yeah. There's an episode where Artie Ziff uh, tries to fight somebody, and he says, "I know jujitsu." And he like, yes, he like lays down on his back and he says, "Come engage <laughs> in my guard or something," and like spreads his down. And it just and all the oh, grappling nerds giggled. Yeah, my my coach uh, sends me that gif like once a week. Uh, <laughs> that's, how, that's how you fight. That's how, right? I, that's yeah. that's how I grapple. <laughs> exactly. That's a damn fight. So if you ever in the twin, what is it again? Twin river, casino. twin river, casino. twin river casino. And you pick a fight with Dan. If you see Dan on his back, do not engage him in his guard. Cause that's his only <laughs> chance of beating you in a fight. So the only chance whatsoever, unless he has 
unless uh, I mean, unless you have one too many Coors Lights in you. Hey, hey, look, look who's back, Dan. Coors Light is back. Actually, Coors Light would probably make you a better uh, graphic because Coors Light is the greatest. And you know, this it's a hectic time of year between weddings, graduations, spring sports, and more. We're busier than ever right now, and sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made due to chill, everyone. It's made to chill. All right. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottle and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. When I need to take a second for myself, I reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Grizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Um, and I'm sure the Twin Valley Casinos, uh, Twin River, Twin River Casinos would uh, would serve Coors Light also. Great. They definitely They're fine do. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. They yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely do. They definitely do. All right. So you can have some Coors Light while you watch your regional MMA and you burn holes in the in the carpet of the casino. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So um, – Things haven't gone so well yet. Dan is yet to hit a pick. How many have we gone through already? We've gone through four? Three. No, three. Okay. Three. Oh, over three. That's not so bad. You can turn things around, right? Six more fights come in. Things are going to turn around for you, right? K2 is <laughs> 136. You surely you, you got the um, title fight right here, right? I did not, but I took okay. a big underdog. I took a big underdog. <laughs> did you watch this, and can you explain yourself? I, I did watch this, yeah. I mean, I I would just say... Uh, Christian Leroy Duncan looked better than I thought he would. Um, he, he, he and Billy Goff, and, and I don't feel like we, we even finished talking about Billy Goff because, uh, I no, got, no, we didn't. if you want to go I'm, back, go ahead. I got us on a tangent about Twin River Casino. <laughs> yeah. Um, but B- Billy Goff and, uh, who, who I've always been fading. I, I didn't actually think he was all that good. I thought he'd lose to Gary Balotello. Um, and like he didn't, and now he's fighting a contender series guy and up a weight class, and he beat that guy too. He seems to have made like some real improvements, and I, I'd say like Duncan wasn't in the place where he like needed to make big improvements. He was just like a prospect who I like didn't think was there yet, and gonna fight a guy who was like bigger and stronger than him. Uh, but man, he he looks like he's there. So um, you know, I just whiffed on a couple of guys being better than I thought they were, and they were favorites for a reason uh so when you take a couple of dogs and title fights and you think you're in a good place uh it wasn't such a good place it was a terrible weekend for dogs especially if you bet uh pfl as jeff uh if you were in the sgpn slack jeff gave you some hot tips there too so uh bad yeah, week in the slack everybody bad, bad week for underdog uh, john super fan john cleaned up on pfl <laughs> he did he did um sometimes rumors aren't Sometimes rumors are true. Um, there's a lot to say about that. So Christian Leroy Duncan, uh, it's awesome guys with three names. So maybe he's got a future as a serial killer down the road. Who knows? But he is now the Cage Warriors middleweight champion because he won via flying knees and punches uh, in the main event to get himself crowned. Uh, what Round three, uh, 40 seconds in. Um, so you, you say he's there. How, how, uh, how good is he? Is he – do you see – UFC in his future. It seems oh, usually the it's smaller weight class guys from Cage Warriors tend to make the splash in the UFC. Do you, do you see him making it? Well, no, but it's not just the smaller guys in the UFC either uh, out of Cage Warriors. Like first of all, the, the maybe the most famous one, Michael Bisping, right, is in in there. Um, He's right more now. famous than Conor McGregor, is he? Well, okay, so not more than Conor, <laughs> but Conor McGregor. Do you, do you consider fifty five a small weight class? It's like the middle. yeah, that, that, that's the cutoff. That, that's the smallest one. Yeah, that, that you would that still call small. Late ones. Okay, yeah. and, and seventy and up. But how, okay, so yep. Tom Aspinall. Tom Aspinall is a heavyweight in in just yeah, that's true. Cleaning up in the UFC. Yep. So the heavier guys do well too. I, I would say if he's a champ in Cage Warriors, he's UFC material. I I do still yep. have like a question or two about whether or not he's going to be able to put together a complete game plan if he doesn't flying knee knock out somebody. Um, and like, <laughs> you know like. Like, you know, anybody wins when they hit nice flying knee knockouts. But, like, can he put together a whole fight? I, I guess we'll see uh, against high-level competition. So, um, but I think he's ready for the UFC already. Like, really? even if he's only six fights in, really. Six fights in, sign him tomorrow. 
Wow. All right. You you heard, Uncle Dana and crew. You heard. Um, at least Dan got the co-main event right. Oh, no, he didn't. He, he went with the fanny <laughs> and... Gerardo's fanny lost. Uh, so, oh, that uh, was a that was a dog one. That I, I mistakenly spoke. What, I think Gerardo fanny. He was yeah, that's the dog. Aaron right. Abbey. Yes, he won at plus one forty. So uh, there's your favorite. But and these are all definitive losses for you too. <laughs> Finishes. Everyone's a finish. Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't even write these off on bad judges' yeah. decision. Submission. Rear naked choke. Two twenty five into the third round. Uh, a rare um, late in the fight submission. Um, so anyhow. Abby, or is it a buy or Abby? Did we decide on that? I think it's Abby. I watched and it with no sound on, though, to be fair, so I don't know for He's sure. He's 13 and 4 now. Uh, how did he look? Is he a future prospect, perhaps? At I mean, he's worth, he's worth keeping an eye on because if you beat Gerardo Fanny, like, I already think you're pretty impressive. But for me, it was one of those fights where I was like, ah, Fanny's a way better kickboxer, which I stand by. I still think he's a better kickboxer. And I was like, Abby isn't going to be able to get him down. His wrestling's not that good. It was a little bit better than I thought it was, um, which is, uh, you know, like a little bit of an oversight, but also maybe, I, uh, yeah, that that seems to be my my go to right now, right? It's, he was a little bit better than I, a little bit better <laughs> than I, yeah, whole weekend, a little bit better than I thought he was. Uh, and Fanny's takedown defense didn't hold up as well as I thought it would. Um, hopefully, when we're recapping fights on Wednesday, uh, I'm feeling a little bit better about these. <laughs> Oh, yeah. If we make picks, we actually have to recap them, too. Oh, my gosh. I've gotten so much extra work now just because Dan had, we, had a we, we can do weekend. it. We can do it quick because I'll be 5-0, and 0 and we'll, yeah. we won't want to talk That's too true. much about me being good. Yeah, people <laughs> won't want to. People don't, don't want to hear you gloat. They want to hear you uh, um, scramble around and, and try to cover your butt and, and explain why you got, got things wrong. All right, so um, let's move on. XMMA went a bit better for you technically, right? You, you got some picks right. Like the main event, John Dobson. John Dobson, I called him. We'll call him Dobson. He won unanimous decision over Francisco Rivera Jr. or the second, 2-2. Um, Francisco Rivera II or 2 or whatever you want to call him. How was this fight, Dan? It was fucking phenomenal. It was one of the better fights. Like, it, outside of the UFC and a couple of, like, very amazing UFC fights we've had so far this year, that are like, you know, fight of the year contender. Like, I, I'd put Brian Barberena and, and Matt Brown ahead of it, but it wasn't really all that far behind those two. And I will say this, it wasn't that far behind those two in terms of, like, real skill, too. Like, it's not just like it was a fun fight. Like, John Dodson continues to be a phenomenal fighter, and I know he's lost a fight here or there, and he got released by the UFC, and, like, he is still so freaking good. And I've been annoyed by him in the past because he's like, yeah, yeah, he's kind of irritating. But also he knocked out TJ Dillashaw for me. So, like, I, I appreciate yeah, that. And I will always, yeah, like, you, you got to give it to him if that, that's the case. But, no, this is a great fight. Uh, XMMA put on a phenomenal card. I know uh, I didn't make official picks on it, but I told you down on the prelims to watch out for uh, Adley Edwards who um, yep, the catcher, was, a, yes. was a hot prospect. Uh, yeah, the, the catcher. <laughs> um, wrong, the, yes. the, uh, the prospect that was down in the card, although he's like in his early 30s, so barely a prospect. Um, and I had interviewed him on the Top Turtle MMA podcast. Uh, and uh, he not only won, but his opponent missed weight by 10 pounds. He fought no him anyway. Way. He fought him anyway and submitted him in the first round. So uh, this was a featherweight fight. So this yeah, that's a whole weight class up. That was a whole ass weight class. He fought him up. So um, oh, that dude, you're going to see in the UFC very soon. Very impressive. Um, Curtis Millinder, did he win? No, Dan he got this one wrong too. <laughs> Jared Gooden, damn it, Jared Gooden, he can't come back to the UFC. I'll get so confused again with all the Jareds. He won via. TKO, rough stoppage from strike, 16 seconds into the second round. How was this fight, Dan? I just thought Millinder would use his length better to stay away from the big bombs, and if he did, he would outstrike him. I stand by that statement, and then he didn't use his reach very well. <laughs> Gooden's got an inch reach on him. You should have listened to me when I but Mil- that, but, Dan. But, but Millinder fights longer than Gooden yeah, okay. Like, he, he uses Fair. that, like, He's got that, like, funky push kick he does, and he throws that knee up the middle, whereas Gooden is just, like, a fucking slugger. Uh, so, like, 
Yeah. yeah, he does have more arm reach, but like sometimes arm reach and functional reach are very different. Wow, listen to this guy. Um, Bro- remember Brock Lesnar had some of the best reach in the UFC, and it was literally just because his chest was six feet wide across. <laughs> With a big phallic-looking sword on it, yes. Um, Do you think that would... tattoo is better or worse than uh, Tiago Mojeta or Santos? That's, would you rather uh, – if I told you tomorrow – if I told I you to hammer, you had to get the dick sword or the dick hammer, which one are you going hammer. with? <laughs> hammer for sure. I was going to say uh, where's some Lesnar's back tattoo. He, he's he's yeah he's made some interesting choices in his life. I think man. the back tattoo ain't awful. Like it just <laughs> represents who he is. The sword is confused. It's downright confused, and it <laughs> looks true. Like well, yeah. and it looks like a dick. It does. <laughs> maybe, maybe Sable told him to get it, Dan. Um, I wish you got this next fight wrong. I like John Howard. He's a, he's a good dude. But anyhow, alas, he lost to Ange Lusa. Is that how you say it? Lusa? Yeah. Losa? Yep, you nailed uh, it. Wow. Unanimous decision. He beat him. So Dan hit a minus 300 pick here. He picked a guy that was 11 years younger and, and bigger. So how was this fight? The last ninja came through. I mean, it looked like Ange Lusa was a negative 300 favorite. That's what it yeah. looked like. Um, and I would say this, too, like – I stand by my previous statement that Angelusa is probably UFC-level talent. It's such a shame that that dude got signed to the Contender Series and had to fight Jack Della Maddalena. Like, it's it's downright criminal. It's great matchmaking because it was such a good fight. But, like, he goes to a decision with Jack Della Maddalena. You see other, like... impressive. Yeah, in itself is, is an accomplishment. And then we watched so many fights on the Contender Series where dudes look like ass in one a fight and just got a contract anyway. Like, he's yep. so much better than guys who got contracts like Chad and Helger or stuff like that. Like, he's way better than those dudes. And now we're, we're watching him fight John Doomsday Howard on a regional card instead, which is a shame. Um, I'd well, rather they – He's not they, Canadian, though. He's not Canadian like Ann Helliger, so that's oh, really God. Did Chad Ann Helliger win his first fight, too? Because <laughs> he got, like, the easiest matchup ever. He might have, yeah. I want to yeah. say he he beat the hell out of, like, <laughs> Jesse Strader. Does that sound right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. It All also right. sounds right that the race car driver, Vroom Vroom, Kyle Stewart, uh, beat Zach Otto, and Dan lost this one, too. Uh, unanimous decision. Anything to say about this one or no? No. Shocked. I'm shocked. Pick and fight. I've, it's a pick and fight, but I've been fading Kyle Stewart for a long ass time. Um, and that was maybe it's that time was just, to change your ways, Dan. And it worked on the last two. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he snapped the two fight losing streak. Dan and all his acolytes went two and seven and lost. It's a, <laughs> that, it, it's a bunch of oofs this weekend. If they bet hundred bucks in every fight minimum, which they should have, they're they're only down six hundred and thirty-one bucks. So no big deal, right? No, that's chump change. Exactly. Let's make them some money in a second, though. Um, we're gonna get you some picks first. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you guys oh. back. He is. Don't worry. Now, damage your money, vanish. Now, I'm gonna tell you how to make yourself vanish online. IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, gambling picks, we should have made Vanish, but we didn't, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. So you can be at Twin Rivers Casino and no one would know <laughs> that, you're, that you're slumming it down there. Okay? You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like you need nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And Stable Duel. 
can't tell you about this. Uh, I mean, I have to tell you about this. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Doodle, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and pay games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others. To move up the leaderboard, win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Now, that is not chump change. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuo.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle called Play, Race, Win over at our friends at Stable Duel. All right. Moving along to, what are we doing? LFA 135.6. Which number are we up to? 128. <laughs> We're not up to. Okay. I was thinking of Cage Warrior still. Or I'm, I really uh, outed myself as a person that came back from the future. Um, all right, LFA 128. Why is it not coming up on? Oh, because I'm looking up fighters. I'm on it's live. Topology. It's live from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Have you ever been there, Dan? No, I've actually uh, not been all that far. Oh man, not now. I'm thinking about geography. I've not been all that far nope. west of the Mississippi River. Little bits, but not very. That was much. hard for you to figure out. You're yeah, almost, I was thinking, as, you're almost I, as far I, east as you can get, and you're like, yeah. oh. Yeah, I was I was thinking for a second. I was like, how far are they west of the Mississippi? I guess I guess they're enough west. <laughs> sure, who knows? West and up north, kind of. Anyhow, that's where this is going down for the Sanford Pentagon. Whatever that sounds impressive, but I don't know. What it, <laughs> don't know what it is, but it's is that the Pentagon, right? The Sanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, right? I uh, I, be- I believe that Sanford Pentagon is a uh, basketball stadium, if I'm not mistaken, for a minor league oh, basketball university, isn't it? Oh, really? okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Minor league basketball team plays out of there, like the the Sioux yep. Falls Red Ants or some shit like that. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, I think it's a G League team, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Right. Anyhow, anyhow, this is going down Friday. This Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern time on UFC Fight Pass, where everything is. Uh, it's the Sky Force. Early. The Sioux Falls Sky Force. <laughs> oh, what a name. What a name. Isn't that what your, your president was going to get you one of those, right? Your last president? No, it was Space Force. He's getting you, so. yeah. How's that going, by the way? Is that I, going I, I don't know if we have one or not. I, I, you don't know about the Space Force? No, I don't. All right. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Dan, Dan breaking down this first fight. Bantamweights, two guys making their pro debuts, Dan. Abubakar Adamu, Andrew Triolo. You you said you wanted to make picks and everything we had we had a line for. We have a line for this one. <laughs> tell me about these guys, Dan. You know so anything I, about other guys? I can tell you a little bit about them, but only because uh, Abubakar Adamu fought on LFA card last last year or the year before. I can't necessarily amateur, remember right? which one. Um, yeah, so LFA very rarely has amateur fights, like very, very rarely. Uh, but they make exceptions just when they know guys are phenomenal and they'd like to have them under contract. Yeah. And that really seems to be the case with Abu Bakar Adamu. Man, that name is not easy to say. Um, but he looked great in his fight um, on the LFA regional scene. Um, like he absolutely dominated with takedowns over a guy who had had, you know, like four times as many amateur fights as he had. Um, he looked like the real deal in terms of just being a guy who can do everything. His striking looked sharp. Uh, then he turns pro. He's only 25. And I feel like they're clearly setting him up here in a fight with a guy who uh, I I literally can't find anything on, on Andrew Triolo. I'm assuming he's never taken an amateur fight or anything like that. So, um, like, Elevate doesn't do this this often. It feels almost kind of like a Bellator prelim here um, and and maybe a gimme because I told you, you know, give me anything that's got odds. This one's negative 700 for Abu Bakar uh, Adamu. And it seems that way because it seems like a Bellator prelim where they're setting the guy who they've both seen before and they know is good. He's like a known quantity up against a guy who's never fought before. Uh, he should just trounce him. 
Yeah, there you go. That's his pick. Go, if in doubt, go with the minus 700 favorite. If you have a, a lot of money to uh, to bet and make it worth your while. All right, next one. It is a catchweight 160-pound fight. Devin Dixon versus Richie Miranda. I do have info on these guys because they have fought um, professionally before. This one's pretty much a <laughs> one on the board. What are you laughing about? I I'm just laughing because they've like they've fought before. It's like a sense yes, of they've fought before. More than Triolo <laughs> has. <laughs> and I know Miranda's nickname is El Machete, which may be one I have to steal coming forward. That's a pretty good name. Um, let's, let's talk about him first. El Machete, Miranda, 3-0, and two knockouts, one submission. So everything is a finish for him. Uh, this will be his LFA debut. Uh, no info on his reach or reach for other guys, so I can't get you or my coveted reach info. But um, that's all the info I have for him. Minus 125. Uh, his opponent Dixon, 4-0-1, two knockouts, one submission. This also is his LFA debut. He drew in his last fight. He used to fight at welterweight. So this one is like I said, a catchweight. Um, Rand is usually a lightweight, I believe. I think um, so. This is a kind of in between. Uh, weight class fight. Uh, Dixon, two years younger, an inch taller, minus 105. What can you tell us about these dudes? I, I can tell you people. I was, uh, when I was going to look up odds for this, because I looked at the fight card first, and I was like, oh, there's there's a couple of names I noticed on here. Devin Dixon's a beast. Uh, and I went to go look at the odds, and I assumed he'd be, you know, a two to one favorite or something like that. And then I saw it was damn near a pick And actually Devin Dixon is the dog in this fight. Um, yeah. And and I, I mean, I looked a little bit into Richie Miranda and he's clearly got some skills too. He looks like he knows what he's doing, but Devin Dixon is going to be, I think the larger guy here, right? Like he, he's fought, I mean, he's fought catchweight before, but he's fought a lot of welterweight fights. Um, when he was an amateur, he fought for a promotion that I had to cover all the time as a, um, when I worked for an organization that shall not be named, uh, and he was just absolutely battering people as an amateur. And the other thing about him is while he is only, you know, what is it, his record? 4-0-1. He's only had five yep. pro fights. Um, he has a very extensive uh, amateur record where he's fought like a dozen times amateur-wise and all with, like, great wrestling, and he rear-naked choked everybody he fought, pretty much. Um, so, like, I actually have been really high on him. So when I saw him posted here, I was looking for a reason not to pick him, being like, oh, man, maybe this Richie Miranda guy's great. Um, but I, I, I don't think he is. Like, I, I think, you know, that he's got some holes. Dixon's going to be bigger. Dixon – I wish I could give you like a scouting report on Dixon where I'm like, Oh, Dixon's going to wrestle the shit out of him. Or Dixon's going to strike with him from range. Dixon just fights everywhere. Like he fights everywhere very comfortably. Um, and seems to like know what he's doing in literally every facet of the game. He's just like a perfectly well-rounded looking prospect. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Devin Dixon here. I, I'm kind of surprised he's a dog and, uh, Hey, you know, dogs have been doing me great lately. So I'm going to pick a yep. dog here. <laughs> Scouting report is he's a beast, um, is what I heard for, about Dixon. So um, we will put him in as your pick over El Machete. Are you worried that El Machete may actually one of his hands may be a machete? I I don't think it will be. I don't think sure? it will be. Yeah, I, I don't think it will be. I okay. I double check, but uh, I'm I'm leaning no. <laughs> okay, good. All right, before we move on, let me tell you about PropSwap because we're brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Final Four is set, and actually, the championship game is set, and it's, I'm going to remember, it's North Carolina. I didn't watch the first game, but the first game was uh, Kansas one. So, yeah, um, they slaughtered Villanova. That was yes. kind of sad. I Paul felt Pierce bad. did good? Uh, yeah, Paul Pierce was really good. Um, I'm trying to remember Danny any Danny Manning? Other. Danny Manning, thank you. <laughs> I was trying to come up with any really? other Kansas <laughs> That was well before your time, but yes. Right. My little brother uh, owns a Paul Pierce Kansas jersey because we're really? from yeah because we're from Massachusetts and that's the type of thing we would do. <laughs> yeah, wow, no kidding. <laughs> Anyhow, the final four is not just not set. The championship game is set, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. The last two weeks, PropSwappers have been making thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other betters like yourself. Then after you make your purchase, you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in a profit. Like Patrick from New York, who sold a $1,000, 35-to-1 Houston championship ticket for $6,000 on a process before their Elite Eight game. That proved to be a good 
sell for this man, this Patrick fellow. Patrick turned 1000 into 6000 guaranteed, and the buyer got the best odds in the country. But the buyer, hopefully the buyer unloaded that ticket on some sap because it didn't win. Go to ProSwap.com or download the free ProSwap app today. ProSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red-hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit. And ProSwap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks. Join the real sports bettors on ProSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Yeah, wait a minute. Paul Pierce played for Boston, so of course your bro had a, jer- bro had <laughs> a jersey. That makes that's sense. Why, I, that's, yeah, yeah, that's why I said of course we would because we're from Boston. I was like, oh, I was well, like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, um, that's where he got stabbed 50 billion times in a, in a club, right, Boston? <laughs> sure. I, I mean, he probably – You don't remember that story? I, I mean, I've heard many stories about Paul Pierce, but <laughs> being stabbed, being stabbed. I don't think you've heard a bunch about him being stabbed. I think no, I, I guess not time. being stabbed, but there, there are a lot of folk tale about uh, Paul Pierce in these parts. I bet around. <laughs> yes, I bet. Is there any folk tales about Sarik Shields around your part, Dan, or Thad there, John? There aren't, but I am interested in talking about Sarik Shields. All right, all right, Berserker Shields. Uh, Thad John, no nickname. We're going to call him Wyclef. Um, he is 2-0, and one knockout, one submission. So he's finished all his opponents. This is his LFA debut. Three years younger than Shields, two inches taller than him. I don't have reach info on him. Uh, he's at minus 155. The Berserker, Sarik Shields, 2-0 uh, and with one knockout. 1-0 in LFA, which was the knockout. He won via TKO in his last fight. He's at plus 125. And this is, if I didn't say before, this is a welterweight fight, third from the top. Uh, what Do you know much about these men? So I, I didn't know much about Gene. I had to go watch him, Thad Gene or Thad John, depending on how you say it. So I had to go find a cl- couple clips of him fighting, which were not that hard to find because he fought for CES and CFFC. Um, against like not such good competition, he he looks good with his hands. He's got some really good jujitsu skills, but here's the problem with that: is he's fighting a dude who is an absolute bull when it comes to wrestling. Um, Sark Shields not only is a very 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 good wrestler, but in addition to that, he is a uh, I think he did he win Mundials. I'm trying to remember exactly what he won when it came to uh, – he's like a jiu-jitsu champion um, in the Nogi. Oh, cool. And granted, it was like – I think it was like Purple Belt he won Moon Deals, but like uh, still. like Purple winning for the worst. Yeah, they, those guys fucking Bunch suck. Losers. Um, but with that being said, he is really impressive with his jiu-jitsu, and he comes from like a high school wrestling background. So the fact that, that Thad Jean is – or Thad John, I don't know which one it is, but Thad Jean uh, – like is good on the ground. It doesn't seem like it's going to matter. Cause I think he's going to be on his back against like a wrestler who um, is smart enough to stay out of submission. So, um, man, I can't believe I'm going to say this to the second fight in a row. I'm going to take an underdog after they all fucked me whoa, over last whoa. week. Um, but yeah, but take uh, Devin Dixon and Sark Shields. Take them both. <laughs> These are small underdogs. So yeah, if um, you don't really want to get on the ground with the wrestler and the grappling champ. So, um, Makes sense to me, Dan. If you, the way you broke it down makes sense. So, all right. Um, perhaps the greatest name in heavyweight history is in the next is in the co-main event. Marino Eatman. That's fantastic, <laughs> isn't it? I knew you were going to love that. Like, and he, let, let me he, tell you, he looks every inch of his Eatman. <laughs> he has eaten a few men in his day. Let me tell he you. He looks like he should be playing college basketball with a name like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I don't think this guy's going to play college basketball, but, you know, he's he's a big man. He's eaten, like I said, quite a few men, Dan. Uh, he's fighting a guy <laughs> named Jimmy, Law- Jimmy Lawson, so that's, um, that's not quite as, as scary of a name. Um, no nickname for Eatman because you don't need one with a name like that. He's 5-4-1. and one. one submission uh, is the only time he's finished someone. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. This is his LFA debut. Um, he is on a hot streak. He's lost two straight. Um, he's <laughs> only won one fight in his last five. He's got one, three, and one. He used to be a f- super heavyweight. His last fight, he weighed in at 303 pounds. So based on that, he's 43 pounds heavier than Lawson. So uh, I'm assuming he's going to get down to 265. So he probably will be um, right around the same weight as Lawson. But anyhow, based on the last fight, 43-pound difference, plus 250. Lawson, 3-1 with three knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. One known LFA, he won via knockout. 
he's won three straight fights, all of the uh, actually. You, yeah, three straight fights, all via knockout finish, because all of his finishes are, all of his wins are via finish. So he lost his pro debut, one three straight. Five years younger than Eat Man, two inches taller. We don't know reach on these guys. And I think he's an AKA product, right, Lawson? He is. And not only is he an AKA product, he's a wrestler at Penn State. Right. Um, which yeah, is, I've heard again, of that place. Yeah, which is why, why you see. Um, you know, like such incredible uh, odds in his favor, and and everybody thinks minus three twenty five. Yeah, I'm say, sh- by the way, so. I am gonna say this though. Uh, you know, I, really quickly before I say, like, dude, obviously pick the fucking Penn State wrestler that everybody thinks is gonna be the second coming, um, out of AKA. But I am gonna say this: Eatman is put together a, a pretty impressive resume of of dudes who are really high level like like yeah there's a lot of familiar names on his resume yeah like he fought said said soma who uh you know you might not know said soma but the guy is you know eight and three in his career he's fought for bellator he's fought for you know titan he actually beat jimmy lawson he's jimmy lawson's one loss too Uh, mma math dan yeah he actually fought those dudes back to back um but he also fought steve mowry who is a heavyweight contender in Bellator, Hugo Kunha, who ought to be in the UFC by now, Brett Martin, who I think is really close to the UFC by now. So, like, Mario Eatman has fought a bunch of dudes who are dudes. Um, but here's the problem. He's fighting another dude who's a dude. Uh, Jimmy Lawson, I, I mean, like, I, I think is going to be one of those guys who, you know, like you'll look back at Eatman's career and be like, oh, that loss aged really well. He's built like a fucking house um he wrestled at penn state he now trains with Cade velasquez and aka like he's what what you're expecting him to be and i think he steamrolls him here um are you concerned that he's fighting a cannibal though does that concern you at all it does. nope <laughs> oh, wow that's how good that is impressive nope. uh you don't even care that he's fighting a man that eats men all right awesome we're putting him in lock it in minus 325 on him all right brings you to our main event for the vacant LFA lightweight championship, who was the champion, Dan? Someone that jumped to the UFC, I assume. Lightweight LFA. Let me think about that for a second. I'll see if I can figure it out. You, you, you go. Okay. You, you start talking. the breakdown, and 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 I'll get the intern on it. Which means he's gonna Google it. Which uh, I think we should just have dead air until you actually come up with an answer, Dan. No, you, you think you, that's better? No, no. Fine. You, you, you start breaking them down. It's true. It's true. I do have food waiting for me to eat, so I'll break it down. Lucas Cassius Clay. Um, he is eight and one. He's oh, sorry. He's fighting Cody McKenzie for sorry. Aaron McKenzie. Cody McKenzie is a totally different. <laughs> Aaron McKenzie. Cody Lucas, McKenzie. <laughs> Cody McKenzie. He is not fighting for the LFA vacant lightweight championship. That would be Aaron McKenzie. He could though. <laughs> oh yeah. Aaron McKenzie versus Lucas Cassius Clay. All right. Now I'm going to break her down. Cassius Clay. Eight and one, three submissions on his resume. He's never been finished in a fight. He's won three straight fights in LFA. He's three and zero in LFA. He's actually won four straight fights overall. Won his last fight via submission. Used to fight at welterweight. He's seven years younger than McKenzie. He's got an inch of height and inch of reach on him, plus one seventy. Aaron McKenzie, ten two and one, four knockouts, four submissions. Never been finished in a fight. He as well is three and zero in LFA. So these are two deserving guys. Uh, going up for the lightweight title here. Uh, he's won three straight fights and six of his last seven. He fought in Bellator. We went one and one. He also used to be a welterweight. Minus 180 coming back on him. All right. Over to you now. So first of all, it was Nick Brown who signed with Bellator. Um, that's who the former okay. lightweight champ was. Um, so for this fight, it, it's a weird one. Um, because Lucas Clay, I don't know if you've ever seen Lucas Clay fight. He is... He's very interesting. You've probably seen highlight clips of him because they circulate around Twitter like you wouldn't believe. He's the guy who landed has landed multiple buggy chokes, um, which for those of you who are not familiar with the jiu-jitsu term of buggy choke, it's when you're in bottom side control and you you reach down and grab one of your legs, effectively making an arm triangle choke out of your armpit and your thigh, um, and you put a guy out cold. Uh, using, like, a very weird clamp on their head. Um, it takes, like, very weird angling with your hips, and there, there's all kinds of moving pieces. But he's landed multiple of those buggy chokes in, like, a very weird way, um, w- which has made him, like, kind of like a internet sensation, um, in addition to the fact that he, like, uh, he claims he's, like, a, a third cousin or third 
nephew of of Cassius Clay, uh, Muhammad Ali. Um, but like he he's a pretty damn good jujitsu specialist. But most of the work he does is off of his back. Um, and when we've seen him, be. yeah. But but here's the problem: when we've seen him fight guys who are good, solid wrestlers with jujitsu basics, he struggles. Um, he fought Trey Ogden. Uh, way back, like three or four years ago, Trey Ogden just got signed to the UFC. We're going to see him make his debut, um, in a week, two weeks, two weeks. He fights Jordan Levitt. Um, but like Trey Ogden is a guy who's got, you know, just very basic takedowns. He knows what he's doing. He keeps himself safe when he's down there. He looks to land some ground and pound and Lucas Clay looked like a fish out of water against it. Aaron McKenzie is a guy who trains with Rafael Lovato, former Bellator champion, um, he's very smart on the ground. He's got great jujitsu. He's got tons of submission finishes in his own right. And when he doesn't submit people, a lot of his game is like smart grappling. He not only out grappled Joe Giannetti, but he did so en route to a unanimous decision victory, which means he tangled with Joe Giannetti for like 15 minutes, largely on the ground, survived to tell the tale. So like he's already beat UFC veterans in UFC veterans who do the same thing as Lucas Clay. So um, for that reason, I really do like uh, Aaron McKenzie here. I, I think he is a guy who, uh, kind of like I was talking about Adley Edwards last week, he, he's a guy who who deserves a shot by now. Like, this is a guy who's ready. He's in his young 30s. It's kind of crazy. It hasn't happened so far yet. But, like, I, I think this is the fight that's going to get it for him. All right. There you go. There you have it. Um, could a loser purple belt pull off a buggy choke? You think, Dan? You know, I I will be really honest. I have uh I I've tried to mess around with the buggy choke because I am on my back so often and I do you know I'm I'm like an omoplata go go plata rubber guard guy. Um, so when somebody passes your guard, you know you like lose a whole bunch of the shit you already do. Um, and I was like, oh maybe I should mess. It is really hard to figure out like the right angle for your hips and shit like that. But there is a uh girl at my gym who uses it all the time and she's nasty at it well there you go there you go so um at least four winners there right we're we're, we're predicting yeah let's at let's hope it, well, let's let's go back to uh contender series skills and yeah exactly. uh, let's get four out of five that's what we're talking about all right um so we put that one to bed um you had a a listener question we do have listeners to listen. They have a question. You want to tell us listener question? We can hit it quickly before we're out of here. Um, so that listener question is a little bit longer. Maybe we should save that for a okay, subsequent week when we're a little stuck on a Sunday or something like that. Cause they, so I'll throw it out there. A listener asked, yeah, a listener asked uh, where we would rank Bellator and PFL champs, specific ones in the UFC's current rankings. Um, which oh, okay. I think, okay. Yeah, I think it's a real interesting question, but like, you get me starting talking about Ray Cooper the third. I'll talk about oh, Ray look Cooper. Out. I'll talk about Ray Cooper the third all day. <laughs> look out! It's true. What a it's what a true. weird sentence. I'll, there, there's your episode title. I'll talk about Ray Cooper the third all day, and then they'll uh, click on it. And it's they'll be like, long, but I'll, I'll see what I can do, Dan. Yeah, I try to make them. Sh- then they'll click on it, and they'll be like, "He didn't talk about Ray Cooper the third at all." Yeah, you did. <laughs> you mentioned his name at least. Just um, maybe yeah. next episode we will. All right, we're back on Wednesday. Um, hopefully, we can record before. I have a draft that night, so hopefully, we get this. We get it in the. Uh, we get that episode recorded and off to your eardrums before I'm, I'm doing my keeper league uh, uh, MLB draft. Um, but that's none of your listeners' worries. We'll, we'll take care of that. Um, so we'll be back with all of Dan's winning picks. Um, we'll, we'll tell you how much money everyone made off of LFA. Actually, no, we won't. LFA's yeah, we, we can't do a recap. LFA doesn't happen until Friday, Dan. Boom. We're not doing a recap until Sunday for that. So next episode will be all about UFC 1... 273. Mm, nope, two. We're, we're up to two. You, you got that. 273. Um, but we lost our beloved chunky, uh, weird chunky guy fight, Ilya Latifi versus Alexi Olyanik, but it's uh, still a pretty solid fight card, I would say. Um there has been some shuffling around. We lost Calvin Gastel, Gastelum as well, but we still have the two title fights up top. We still have 
Kamsat Shemayev making his return. We still have Mackenzie Dern. Uh, we still have Jared, Jared Vanderas. So <laughs> what more do you want? Well, no, we got Jared Vanderas in, yes, yes. in place of that other Chucky guy fight. Yeah. So It's true. And the yeah, Chucky yeah, gods it's, giveth and the Chunky gods taketh away. Gods taketh away. But lucky, <laughs> they, they giveth uh, Jared Van, Vanderas. So uh, I'm up I'm up to draft in the other league I'm in now. So I'm going to put this one to bed. Um, not that I don't love talking to all you lovely people. Um, so we'll, but Wednesday, listen to us then. In the meantime, Jeff Fox, writer on Twitter. He's Gumby Breland. Read my MMA stuff. MoneyMMA.substack.com. Subscribe. Hey, get a paid subscription. Uh, and then you get more info and you get all my fighter salary stuff and helps me out. My wife uh, found a house she wants in Turks and Caicos, so I need some money, Dan. <laughs> it's, it's actually not expensive, Dan, but I don't think I'm, I don't think we're going to move to Turks and Caicos. But, hey, who's to say? A guy can dream. So uh, you can read my stuff there. You can read our stuff, obviously, at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Baseball season is almost upon us, and we got lots of baseball stuff up there, and obviously, and NBA and every other thing that's going on. Football is always going on over there. So hockey. Check out uh, all their stuff there. Um, and we'll we'll plug Dan's podcast, Top Turtle MMA podcast, prelim primer podcast. We'll do more of that next episode. Um, I'm going to let you take us home. Dan, go ahead. I have to decide what catcher I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draft here, so you go ahead. You're, you're drafting a catcher? I don't have a catcher yet. That's the problem. I'm up to 15th round, no catcher. Okay, well, in, for a catcher in, or, or in, tri- in tribute to that, I, I'm Dan, you're going to be Freeland. He is Jeff Pudge, Fox. Uh, We will will catch you on Wednesday.